This episode of this Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey is brought to you by Energy Healer Jean Borders' Personal Powerful Transformation Program. Know you're leaving money on the table, but can't figure out how to bring it in? Need to double your productivity and profitability? Need an extra push to get things moving in the right direction? Visit www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com slash transformation now and apply for a business consultation with Jean. Welcome to the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey, where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Prepare to feel a sense of relief and empowerment as we get rid of the baggage you've been carrying that's held up your business success up until now. Be sure to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, lean in, get comfortable, and prepare to take off. Hi, everyone. This is Jean Border, your host with the Focus Practical Dreamers Journey podcast. I have another really cool guest here with me today. This is Pascal Cook-Fernandez. She works with, I'm going to say mostly women, as a transformational coach and empowers women to find clarity and self-alignment. And I think that is so cool. Welcome, Pascal. Thank you so much for having me here, Jean. Oh, yeah. I'm all excited. Tell us a little bit about you and your history and what you do. Yeah, sure. So my business is called Women Finding Clarity. And really what I do is I support women to turn their life's PhD into a profitable business. And, you know, we'll dig deeper into that and what that actually means. Um, But yeah, so that's my coaching business. I live on Cape Cod in Massachusetts. My husband and my three almost all grown up children, which I can't believe. So I'm not going to complain. My life is pretty great. (laughs) Oh, wow. That is so cool. So talk to me about where you started. Have you always been a coach? No, no. And so I was a stay-at-home mom, which is what I really wanted to do with my whole life. And I knew that, you know, the kids were getting a little older. There was something else for me, but I had no idea what that would look like. And then... We were going on a trip and we were probably five minutes from home and got hit. We got rear-ended by a hit and run drunk driver. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, my son and I ended up going into the emergency room. And part of my recovery involved a chiropractor who happened to have a massage therapist upstairs. And so I would see her for 10 minutes and then I would go down and see the chiropractor. And it was one of those times on the massage therapy table where I just heard a little voice and it was like it was my voice, but it wasn't my voice. And it said, this is how I want to make people feel. And it really surprised me. And so what I know now is that that was my higher self talking to me. Um, I didn't know what that was then. And after, you know, a lot of healing and some conversation. I went back to school for massage therapy. And yeah, it was two and a half years full-time at night. So I was stay-at-home mom by day, full-time student by night. My husband was a godsend for that. Um, Yeah. And I had my own business and it was amazing until I grew too big and I was missing too many things with the kids. And I made the very conscious decision to close my business because the years with the kids left at home were kind of dwindling away. And so I always say that I live in the flow. And so I go where the universe tells me to go next. And at a certain point, the universe kind of led me to coaching. And then here's where I ended up in this niche. And I love it so very much. And I don't miss massage therapy. I think that was an ends to a means. And that was my path to get here today. What I find so cool about that story is that you actually listened to that still small voice inside that 
I refer to a lot of times as intuition. You're knowing. Without any logic behind it, you just know. But you trusted it, and you took action based off of that knowing. Knowing of yourself, knowing the boundaries that you wanted to set, where your family was the most important priority. That was it. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean... There have been so many pivots, and I like to call them pivots, right? Because we're going through life on this path, but the path doesn't have to stay in a straight line, does it? And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or you're not good enough or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's okay to pivot on your path. And so regardless of where you started out, take the next pivot where that inner knowing your intuition tells you it's time to pivot to now. And it's almost a requirement because life is not a straight line. Nothing in nature is a straight line. Everything has a flow to it. And you have a journey that you're on. The destination, yeah, that's cool, but that's not really the most important thing. The most important thing is how you move towards your destination, your goal, your target, whatever words you want to language it with. But how you move through that process, that journey, right? Will you trust yourself or will you be pulled in all different directions by listening to every expert, honestly, under the sun, right? Experts are great for giving you information. You have to decide which of it really applies to me, which is in my best interest, which moves me further along my journey towards whatever outcome is my priority. That's right. That's beautifully said. So talk to me after I say that a lot, but I like I like people's stories. So after you shut down your massage therapy, but that that is such a huge deal to go from all this income to I'm just cutting it off. Yeah. Yeah. And it was not a split second decision either. You know, I started to get this feeling like mm, I'm missing too much. But like you said, like, it's hard to walk away from that income and not only the money, but, you know, I know energetically that you're an empath, right? And so what happens is that, you know, I had this connection with my clients. And so there was a lot of guilt about walking away from my clients and making that decision to do that. And so My husband and I were in conversation for probably a year before I actually made the final decision that, okay, I'm closing. And you know, it's funny because I had a couple of renters in my space and they rented individual treatment rooms. And I had sent them a message and I, you know, we were over Christmas break and I said, please keep this to yourselves. But, you know, once we get into the new year, I'm going to be closing my business this is why, da, da, da. I wanted to be sure you knew before you heard it from anyone else. And then probably within two days, as I sat with it, I was like, I need to tell people right away. I need to tell people right away. And so I think that January 1st, I sent an email out and just announced it. And I hadn't even had a face-to-face with my renters yet. But following that intuition, I just knew that this was the right thing to do. And so I think, as is human nature, a lot of people were speculative about what was really happening here. Like, why is she closing? But truly, it came down to that, that I was just missing too many things. My husband and I were basically high-fiving on the way by. You know, he would race home from work so I could get in to see a client, or I would race out of my office so I could get home to meet the kids off the bus And I just grew too big too fast, and I didn't have strong enough boundaries. And that was my downfall at that time. Because now I have very strong boundaries, and I have no problem upholding them. But at that time, I did not. And so it really felt like it was either or, not both. Boundaries is a big deal, especially for people just getting into business, because you want everything to succeed. You want to grab every little penny you can grab because, number one, self-worth issues. Um, you know, if, if if people are paying me, I must be unvalidated at what I'm doing, right? That's right. 
And number two is to pay expenses, right? You've got to live. So you've got to have the money coming in to pay for all the business expenses. And then you've got to have extra money on top of that to pay for your life. Absolutely. And I also didn't have good boundaries in that, you know, if I had plans to be home for the evening and somebody messaged me or called me and said, I threw out my back and can you see me tonight and da da da. I would feel so emphatically for them that I would say, yeah, just let me get through dinner and then I'll meet you at the office. So that's what I mean. Like there just weren't strong enough boundaries. And so I was always in one place when I wished I was in the other. It's very, I, I, I know I'm beating a dead horse, but it's very important to set boundaries as a small business owner. When you're first starting out, decide in your case, what will your office hours be? Period. End of story. What emergency is more important than being with your child in your case, right? Exactly. Exactly. So you, you created inner conflict on your own by breaking your own rules. Now, yes, there are rules. Yes, you can always have exceptions. Maybe it's your kid that needed a session that night, you know? So Absolutely. You have a choice of breaking your own rules, but you need to set the rules. And maintain them absent really extra special circumstances. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it doesn't mean that you can't change the rules along the way for something that better suits you. Again, it goes back to the pivot. This is where I am in my life now. And so I need to pivot my hours because this is what works for me now. Or I didn't used to be able to do evenings and now I can because of X, Y, Z circumstance, right? But no matter the pivot, wherever you are as the business owner, those boundaries at that time are what must be maintained. And we do pivot as we grow. As you grow from a business point of view, but also from an internal, emotional, mental, spiritual point of view, right? Like you were saying, maybe night hours work better for me now and I'm just going to work 12 to 8 instead of 9 to 6, right? Right. That's my choice. It's my business. I get to decide. I don't allow someone else to dictate the rules of my business. And so setting boundaries is a really touchy thing for some people because they want to serve. They want to help as many people as they can. But if it is to your detriment, who are you serving? Exactly. That's exactly right. So talk to me about clarity. That's a big deal for you working with women. How do you help people find clarity in their mission? Maybe they don't even aren't even sure what their mission is. Yeah, yeah. And that's such a valid point, right? Because I say I support women to turn their life's PhD into a profitable business. So what does that mean? What's your life's PhD? If you go to school and you go through a PhD program and you walk out with your doctorate, that is a set container of steps that you have to go through to become qualified in that particular degree. Your PhD of life is not a set container. It's really looking backward and saying, what have I been through in my life that I can pull forward with me now with everything I've learned and help other people. And so maybe it's a big life-changing event that you maneuvered your way through and you learned lessons along the way. Maybe it is you have six different certifications in six different things and how do you pull that together to be one business, right? So it's finding clarity in that, first of all. Second of all, what I help these women do is clarify their beliefs and their values, first of all. Because if you're going to start a business, you want to start it with a firm foundation. And if you're willy-nilly just throwing a shingle up somewhere and you aren't leading with your own beliefs and values what's true to you, you're going to be all over the place. You're not going to be clear. You're not going to have strong boundaries like we talked about. 
Because finding the clarity of beliefs and values is how you, you set your boundaries in the first place. And so then once you're clear on that, now it's time to start creating your mission. What do you want to do? Who do you want to serve? How do you want to serve them? What do you want that to look like? What do you want that not to look like? Because sometimes what you don't want is just as important as what you do want. That's it's very true. It was true for me. I I left a 36-year career in leadership positions to support my aging father. I moved from a very structured environment to the energy field. Energy workers, light workers, healers, whatever you want to call us. We have all kinds of, there's all kinds of languaging around it. Yeah. But it's it's a service-oriented business as opposed to I go to work and I work, you know, however many hours I have to work to get the work done, right? Right. Um, but I had two totally different skill sets. And I struggled for literally several years trying to push away all my old knowledge, all my old skills, all my old experience because I was done, right? And finally, people kept telling me, you're throwing away 36 years worth of experience, training people, mentoring people, making leadership decisions. What are you doing? And I'm like, well, how do I make that work with energy? I mean, they're just totally separate careers, right? And so I... I started working that field in addition to energy. What the heck is this? You know, two totally separate things. But I was using, it was not hard for me. The knowledge was there, right? Both were very easy for me because I was an expert in both fields now. And then, for whatever reason, I started a podcast that combines both. And it just fits me. It just works. Yeah. So getting clear on what your background is, what you're comfortable with, where you want to spend your time. Yeah. And then the boundary piece, how many hours a week do you want to work? Do you want to put in 60 hours a week like you were an employee again? Or do you want to work 15, 20 hours a week, but work that, but create that income? from the 60-hour-a-week rat race, right? That's when you get clear on what you are willing to accept, the hours you are willing to work, how many hours a week you want to spend totally immersed in this venture, your baby, your new baby, right? Um, boundaries, expectations, getting clear on where you're going, and then pivoting all the time. Yeah. Had the time. It's like if you're if you're on a boat and you want to get over there, well, the waves are going to knock you everywhere. You just keep the boat headed in that direction, and you do make many course corrections, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and that's exactly how I felt, right? So I went back to school for massage therapy, and I loved it. And part of um, the massage therapy school was a little bit of energy work, a little energy education, right? And so there was a class called Complementary Healing. The teacher, who was a Reiki master, starts drawing a diagram on the board about how universal life force energy flows through you. And I raised my hand and I said, but I'm a Catholic. And she says, Pascal, put your hand down. I am too. It's fine. So, you know, and then we took that classroom education and put it into a practical setting and we practiced on each other up in the lab and she had us put her hands on the other person. And as my hands were in this triangle shape between my hands in my mind's eye and it felt very real like other people could see it was a rainbow triangle, a prism. And I, I was like... And it went away because it startled me so much. And that was my first introduction to energy work. 
And though it startled me, there was nothing scary about that. It was a prism, right? And so I realized in that moment, like, this is amazing and I need to know more. And so I went on to do my Reiki one attunement. That, as you know, is a life-changing experience. And then I did my two and then I did my master. And so fast forward, when I became a coach, I had all these pieces like you just talked about, right? And it's like, how do I pull all these strings together to make one beautiful creation? And so I sat down with a woman, her name is Rita Cork. And um, if you don't know her, you should look her up. I'll connect the two of you. She's amazing. She used to work, um, I think, for NBC News, and she would find different stories and bring them to the station, right? She is the person who brought um, the author of Harry Potter to the United States. She found her. She was becoming more popular in the UK. She found her, brought her to the United States. Um she worked for Oprah. I know. Oprah actually sought her out. So when I sat down with Rita, she said, you know, tell me, tell me what your path looks like. What are your certifications? What have you done? So I started telling her, like, say home mom, wife, massage therapist, Reiki practitioner. Um, I had taken mediumship classes at that time. So I told her about those. I used to be a teacher. I told her about that. She said, okay, so we need to find a way to pull all those parts together. What do you want this to look like? And it was that conversation that made me realize that I can pull all of those pieces together and create something completely different. And so in my business and my coaching as I'm leading these women through how to turn their life's PhD into a profitable business, we start out with energy education because that's the basis of everything. We learn about our chakras. We learn how to ground and protect your energy. We learn how to raise your vibration for manifestation, right? And so we learn how to close it back down when you need to and you want to. So I've created a program called Manifest Success that walks these women through it. So it's the energy side. And at the same time, they're figuring out how to start or how to up-level their business that they've already started. And I think that that process is so necessary and very hard to find. Yeah. So if you're going through it on your own, it's it's like you're in the forest, so you can't see the forest because you're in the middle of it. Yeah. So working with someone like you who can just be the outsider looking in saying, oh, well, you've got this and you've got this and you've got this. Well, this is that creates this. But if you'd rather do, look at this part of it and add these two together, this is an option. Or maybe over here, this is an option utilizing this these sets of skills. Right. Yeah. Whereas it like for me, it took me years. It took me several years to figure out how to integrate my two, in my mind, totally separate fields of expertise. I'm going to use that word because that's what it was. But on the podcast, it's just seamless. Yeah. You know? All my years of training in the business world. And then all my years of studying energy and teaching myself and working with other people, there are similarities, even though it doesn't seem like it. And they do mesh together really well. Absolutely. It, it took me years. And if you, if I had worked, if I didn't even known you existed, it could have been done much more quickly and without so much internal dialogue, right? Well, what Absolutely. can I do? And this makes no sense and blah, blah, blah. And I don't even, well, I didn't know how it came together several years ago. You know, I'm always a lifelong learner, right? I'm always taking classes. Exactly. We do that, right? Energy people do that. There's always more information out there. And I I happened to get a bonus that was um, how to guest on podcasts. And another one was how to start a podcast. And I said, 
Well, I'm already a guest on Telesummit, so I'll be a guest on podcast. But I have no desire to be a host of a podcast. That's just too much work, too much stuff. Because I'm used to having a team of people, right? I always had, I'm going to use the word staff, that whatever I didn't want to do, I knew I had experts out there that, that would do it, take care of it, right? So I could work in my zone of genius. They could work in theirs. We we had a great performing team. Yeah. And as a solopreneur, it's all me, me, me. I've got to do everything, right? I didn't want to do all the technical stuff. That is just such a pain to me to learn it. And three months from now, that's that technology is obsolete. You got to learn something else. And I'm like, eh. But then people kept saying, well, why don't you incorporate your old skills of leadership? And finally, you know, some a friend of mine started a podcast. And I couldn't find a reason not to start one. And it just happened. There was no tension. There was no stress. It just started. Yeah. And I have a team that does the stuff that I don't want to do. So that makes it better. Yeah. That's the golden age that you've arrived to, right? When you can have a team to do the things that aren't your high vibe things. Exactly. And you can be in your zone of genius with what you're doing here because you pass that stuff off. And it's not filling your mind. It's not taking up space in your mind. It's not taking up space in your calendar. And that's the goal, is to be able to pass off the things you don't want to do anymore. It's also not creating tension in my body that slows down progress other places. Yeah. And you know, excuse me, I'm sorry. That's a really great point, is that as you're moving through this process and you are like, I know there's something different for me. I know I'm supposed to be doing something different. I don't know what that is. Always return to the body because we get into the spin of our minds. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. What are people going to say? Am I good enough? You know, all the things. If we can get out of our heads and get into our bodies and feel into the decisions that we're making, that's where all your answers lie, right? Because if I say to you, if you're trying to decide, do I quit my job and start my own business or not? If I say to you, say out loud, I'm quitting my job to start my own business, and then feel how that feels in your body. What's coming up for you? Where do you feel it? What does it feel like? Does it make you a little sick at your stomach and now you feel nervous and scared? Or does it make you kind of butterflies of excitement and you can't wait to get going? Great. Ground your energy again. Take a couple nice deep breaths. Say it the other way. Again, out loud. I'm going to stay at my job. How does that make you feel? I'm I'm an energy worker, so I have to like, preface everything with my go-to is the energy work, right? Yeah. But from a practical point of view, I, I, there are so many, I'm going to say gurus who say, oh, quit your job and just start a new venture so you'll be committed. Well, maybe you don't have the money to do that. That's very nice for a multi-million dollar person to say that because they have all kinds of things to, to fall back on to supply them money to pay for their mortgage, to pay for their meals, to pay for their gasoline. But so many small business owners think that's what they have to do. And so they just plow through, they quit their job, and now they're there going through their savings, not having taken the steps to build up their business, be comfortable with building up their business, being excited at how the business is growing, and it becomes tension and stress and, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And now the focus is on the internal negative dialogue as opposed to the joy of the journey. Mm, that is so well said because there is joy on the journey. The only thing that matters is the journey because we can have goals and we can have all the things that we want in life. Once we get the thing, we want the next thing. And so it's the feeling of the journey that creates it all. That's what creates the joy is feeling productive, is noticing that you're taking it step by step and you're making progress. That's why turning around and looking backward is so very important because when you can see where you started 
and where you are now, not only does it help you see where you're headed, but it also makes you happier because you feel like you've been productive and successful because you've taken those steps. And to go back to your point of not everyone can afford to start their own business, quit their job, start their own business. I agree with that 100%. And it's so important for women to realize that, right? A lot of women still in the patriarchal society that we live in, this is nothing against men. As an energy worker, you know, there's feminine energy and there's masculine energy. We all carry both. The goal within ourselves is to balance those energies. The goal in society should be to balance those energies. And I think we're headed in that direction, but we're not there yet. And so when I say patriarchal society, we're still very heavy in the masculine energy of go, do, push, um, stick it out, you know, don't complain, don't cry, don't feel. Where the feminine energy comes in with that nurturing bit and says, take a rest, breathe into it, lean into it, you know, take it step by step. And so the idea of keeping your J-O-B as you're starting your new business is amazing. Because even if you don't like your job, you can look at that job and have gratitude for the fact that it's still paying the bills and it's funding your startup. And then when you've built your business big enough, you can comfortably step away from your job with thanks. You got me here. I appreciate you. Our time here is done. Because the, the income from that job is your support system at the moment. That's it. If you rip away your support system, now you're really floating on the water with, with a, a boat that has no engine and no paddles and no sail. Now what do you do? Now what do you do? And now you're going to become more hopeless, less happy because you feel lost. You're literally just, you know, to use your boat metaphor, you're just floating lost out at sea because you don't know how to get anywhere now. And so, yeah, I would say definitely, you know, there are people who say just what you said, quit your job, put 100% into this business. But guess what? You're 100% in the business might mean 20% of what you have left after you've given 80% to your job, right? So your 100% is whatever you can give your business at that time. With your best energy. If you're forcing yourself to do it, that's not great energy to put into your business. Agreed. And why are you doing it then? If it's going to cause you more unhappiness, it's not to say there aren't going to be days where you're like, I feel like I've been at the computer for three days. Nothing went right. It doesn't mean every day is going to be perfect. But that's why the beliefs, the values, the values and the mission are so important as your solid foundation. Because when you have those in place, and you can turn back to those and lean into those for support on the days when it feels like everything's going wrong, you're going to be so appreciative that you set that up. So if you think back to when you first started your massage therapy business, what were some of the biggest obstacles you had to overcome? Mm. Especially since you grew so quickly. Yeah. Biggest obstacles... Time for sure. Um, money getting started. I didn't work before that because I was a stay at home mom. And so it was learning how to read a, a lease because I leased my space, learning how to negotiate my rent, right? Um, learning how to advertise. Learning new CRM, you know, the software where you manage all your clients. 
I would say all of that, all of that really kind of came into play. There are so many little things along the way that you don't realize you need to know until you don't know. I was going to say, but I'm a healer. I don't need all that stuff. Right. Unless you want to have your own business. There you go. There's a difference between a hobby or helping people out and actually being definitive, being deliberate in your actions to lead towards profit in your business. Not just revenue, because you've got expenses that are going to eat up that revenue fairly quickly, especially when you're in startup mode and you've got to pay. Sometimes you have to pay people to create a website for you or you feel like you do. There are so many easy websites, so many businesses that don't even have websites until after they're established. And maybe absolutely, and maybe they just have a one page website, you know, here, this is how you contact me so that people can see that you do exist. And this is your phone number or, or however to set up a session there. But early on, there are so many perceived expenses and then there are some actual expenses. Right. Yeah. That's a solid point. The perceived expenses are all those bright, shiny things that you feel like you want or you have to have. And it's really to start out and be successful. You really need to go in with eyes wide open and ask yourself the hard question and make the hard decision of, do I want it or do I need it? Right. And there's a way to get a lot of things that you want and or need more cheaply, more inexpensively. Right. And so I wanted a refrigerator for water bottles in my office. I found one on a site called freecycle.com. And it was where people are just giving things away so they don't end up in the landfill. So I got a little dorm refrigerator for free. And so, especially when you're starting out, you need to be creative. I've never heard of that website. I'm writing it down for myself. (laughs) Yeah, freecycle.org. And now, even on Facebook, by town, there's a lot of towns that, like my town, has um, a Buy Nothing page. And it's a private group, a Buy Nothing group. um, And it's called Born by Nothing. So, you know, if your town is called Lakeville, your group might be called Lakeville by nothing. So really, even Facebook Marketplace has things for free. So be creative for what you think you need and especially for things you want, but don't necessarily have the revenue for it yet. There are also very cheap. I know this is kind of off topic, but it is very much on topic for for businesses who are trying to conserve as much in the way of funding as possible. There are auction sites as well. I I get the majority of my office furniture on auction sites. I I just a few weeks ago got a large credenza, a dollar forty seven, because nobody bid on it because it was said it was an open box. So with those, you're never sure if the hardware is going to be there. Now it was missing two pieces of hardware, but my dad was mechanically inclined and he saved every part and every piece, and so I got into that habit. And I went through my stash and I found the two glides that I needed for the drawers. I got a, a really nice $500 piece for $1.47. Now, that's the exception. Normally, I pay like 10 bucks for things that cost several hundred. But you can find those things if you open your mind, open once you determine that's an option for you, your subconscious starts looking for ways to make that happen. Oh, such a great point. Once you allow yourself to be open, your brain and the universe are like, great, let's do it. And they come right together. It's like a magnet. And it's really cool to watch it happen because you, I just had a client just this past week who had closed himself off to every option for the financial part to come in. Except this one thing, I'm like, it's just money. You know how to make money. It's like, oh, <laughs> like it hadn't occurred to him. Excuse me. It hadn't occurred to him. Right. Because he, he'd, he'd gone into the mindset of, well, I left that behind. Well, no, that's a skill set. You don't leave it behind. You just pull it out when you want to utilize it. 
Yeah, that's his life's PhD. Yeah, beautiful. So talk to me more about the program that you've got. Mm. Yeah, it's called Manifest Success. It's a three-month program. And, you know, like I said before, we start out with energy education. It used to be a one-on-one program. And what I've learned through hiring my own coach and working one-on-one with a coach and working in a group setting with a coach is that there's so much synergy and there's so much magic that comes from being in that group setting. But I was like, okay, this is what I know my clients need. They need this extra, the sisterhood, right? Because I do work with women. Um, I never had really growing up like a big girl friend group, right? I always got along better with the boys and whatever. It's just who I was. And it wasn't until one year I went to a women's conference. It's called the South Shore Conference for Women. And now I'm on the board because it made such an impact in my life. But I walked into that conference and throughout the day, I just looked around and was like, never in my life have I been in a container with so many women who are uplifting and supporting other women. And this is what we need in the world. And so one of my coaches uses this um, story of crabs in a pot. And if you put, I'm from Maryland, so I totally relate to the Maryland blue crabs. But if you put all the crabs in the pot and you turn the heat on, they're going to start trying to get out. And when one crab reaches the top, the crab that's below it is going to grab onto it and pull it back into the pot. And that crab is never going to be able to get out because the other crabs are pulling it down. I want the container like my coach modeled for me of let's push each other out of the pot. Let's help each other and support each other and lift each other up. And so Manifest Success has turned into, has pivoted into a group program. And it's three months. Um, We start out with energy education, all of that beautifulness. We talk about the universe opening up to abundance. At the same time, we're having the conversation of what is your niche? Who is it that you want to serve? How do you even figure that out if you don't know it? And I like to start with the basics. Because even if you think you already know your niche and you skip that step, you might skip a little important piece of that, even if it doesn't seem significant at the time. And when one block is missing, the whole thing can come tumbling down or not be as successful, right? And so I think it's important to start from the beginning. Let's define your niche. This is how you do it. We have conversation about it great. If that's your niche, do you need a micro niche? Do you need to niche down even further? What story are you using to support your business? What is your life's PhD? Let's look back into that and talk about what you're going to pull from that education and make that the curriculum for your business. Um, I teach them how to write their story. So it's marketable. I teach them how to market themselves. I teach them how to use client management resources like MailChimp. Some people don't know how to use Zoom yet. Some people, they're like, I got this. I'm good. I can share. I can stream. I can do all the things. So another part of the beauty of the group is that you help each other and you support each other. And so... Yeah, it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful container. And by the end of the three months, you're ready to not only hold a masterclass, if you want to do that, you know, whatever your business looks like, whether you want to do it virtually or in person or both, maybe you don't want to hold a masterclass. Maybe you just want to be a speaker. Let's talk about getting you your speaking gigs. How are we going to do that? So by the end of the three months, you're off and running on your path. So is the program geared more for people who have an idea of what they want to do? 
or people who don't have a clue how to how they they just know they would like to make money somehow sure yeah that's a great question overall the women who come to me have at least some idea of what they want to do and so i like to i'll say it you know kind of where i was like i had my massage therapy certification I had my Reiki master. I took mediumship courses. I own my own business. But what am I going to do with all of that? And I didn't start out doing what I'm doing now. I started out, my niche was for midlife moms, right? Because that's who I wanted to support because that's what I knew. And something still felt like it was missing. And so I pivoted again. And that was great. But something still felt like it was missing And then as the universe does, it brings the people to you. So in Reiki, it is said that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And it's the same thing. Pay attention to what's going on in your peripheral, what's showing up in your life repeatedly. You're going to get an inclination of what direction your higher self wants you to take. It doesn't mean that you're not still able to pivot if you want to, but at least it gets you started. Not to say I wouldn't sit down and talk with someone who's like, I know I want to do something. I have no idea what that could even look like. Why not? We're all starting from somewhere and we're all going to reach where we're, you know, our goal at different times because we're all starting in different places. So You know, as we're thinking about that, a great visual, if you haven't noticed, I'm a visual person, is, you know, I'm sure that we've all seen the videos of everybody starts out on one line and they say, if you, if your parents were never divorced, take a step forward. If you didn't have to, um, if you never had to worry about where your next meal was going to come from, take a step forward. If your cell phone never got shut off, take a step forward. And by the end of it, if you never had to worry about who was paying for your college, take a step forward. By the end of it, the people who took the most steps turn around and everyone behind them is scattered. Because our life's PhD is different for every person. We all start in a different place. We all have different advantages, disadvantages. We all have different successes. And it's being able to lean into the successes, what brings us joy, and what we know how to do, and bringing those things together and saying, oh, maybe that's it. What can I do with that? And that's how you start. That's a really cool visual. Taking because because I was going through the example as you were saying it. Okay, so take a step forward. I I really enjoyed that. Um, one of and that brings me to something that one of the things I thought of while you were speaking earlier is we don't pay attention to what what we've accomplished so far. We are so production oriented. I'm going to say goal oriented. We we hit that goal. Well, now what's the next one? What's the next one? And we don't look back to celebrate our accomplishments. We don't say, but look at what I've done because that's self-centered, right? We don't want to be self-centered. We want to serve. It's it's not right to, to think of yourself as having done anything right, anything good. Well, right. look at what you've accomplished. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, but. Yeah, but. Do you know what the yeah, buts are and the shoulds? A girlfriend of mine is the first person I ever heard to say, stop shooting all over yourself. And I was like, that's beautiful. That's genius. And so gross. Um, But that's that's what it is. It's gross because all of that is self-judgment. Yeah, but I should. And so that's part of the work that we do in the program is the inner work. Because if you don't build up the inner self, How can you be your best self or your best self in any given day or moment for your clients or for your customers? And so part of the work we do 
is talk about the inner self. And it's yourself with a capital S. And I tell everybody, be selfish. Be selfish with a capital S. Because it's not being self-centered in that judgmental, yucky kind of way. It's being self-centered and selfish in the way of I need to feed and nurture my own soul first. I need to take care of myself. The cliche is put your own oxygen mask on first, right? But it's a cliche for a reason. Because how far can you get if you're not taking care of yourself? You know, think about a runner. A runner who hasn't learned proper breathing techniques, who hasn't learned to pace themselves. Do you think they're going to be able to run farther? Or do you think the person who is trained who knows proper breathing technique, who um, knows how to pace their run, who knows how to snap that energy in when they need to sprint, who all of those things, who do you think is going to go further? The person who's learned about themselves, the person who's trained, the person who looked outside of themselves and asked for help. Because the truth of the matter is, we go further together. My business mentor says, a rising tide lifts all boats. I've never thought of anything better than that as a visual because a rising tide does lift all boats. So by being in community, we're lifting each other. Uh, again, I, I blurt things out that come to me and that's, that sometimes seem off topic, but they're on I topic. You know, they, they come to me for a reason. Earlier in the episode... You mentioned that originally when you were first introduced to Reiki, your first response was, but I'm Catholic. And to go along with what you were just talking about, the religious learnings that some of us take in make so many things wrong without understanding. And some of them really affect our lives, as in, I'm I'm going to use the Catholic thought process as, sure. as an example. There is sometimes an idea that being a martyr is showing your love for God, for Jesus. And so some of us want to be that ideal person, and so we take on that martyrdom. Because the the more of a martyr I am, the more I'm showing my love. Yeah. Yeah. And that takes a toll on us physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. We think we're doing the best we can. But why is all this happening to me? Because subconsciously, you've decided that that makes you better. That shows that you are doing your best. So it's an illogical thought process. But it's your subconscious supporting you. So sometimes we just need to step back and say, okay, what belief system do I have that's allowing these circumstances to show up over and over and over? And maybe do some inner work, to use your words, to figure out what belief systems no longer serve me. And how are they keeping me from being clear on what it is I do want how I do want to better serve people. And if I'm not, if I'm no longer overwhelmed and pushed down by the martyr complex, what could I be doing? Yeah. What difference could I make in the world? Yeah. It's very interesting the way we come to things with, with our background, with judgments, judgments, another one of your words, with judgments we've made to determine what our path should be. Yeah. What it should be, what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. At the end of the day, organized religion is organized religion. And I think, I believe, and listen, I'm open to everybody can believe what they want to believe. I'm not here to tell anyone what to believe. And at the end of the day, I think we're all going to end up in the same place anyway. 
right? No matter of the minuscule differences and sometimes the big differences, but the basis of almost every religion is be a kind, good person. Be kind to other people. Treat people how you want to be treated. Lead with your heart, right? And so regardless of Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, whatever your faith happens to be, be a good person, right? And that's how we all live in community. You know, when I was taking mediumship training, one of the mediumship weekends that I went away to do for training was John Holland and Janet Nahovac. It was amazing. Now, Janet was a Catholic nun. And, you know, with my whole, but I'm Catholic, didn't I just go like in a different direction from that original statement? Now I'm taking mediumship courses. She was a Catholic nun. And she said when she was going through her training, all the nuns would spend their days in prayer and they were in silence and they were talking to God and talking to the angels and waiting to hear those responses back. And she said, you know, that was all well and good. But when it was, you know, grandma who is responding to you, that's suddenly not okay. And so she ended up leaving the Catholic Church just because she felt like she didn't fit into that box. Not because all of her beliefs were suddenly gone through the window, gone out the window, but that didn't fit in the box for her. And she did get responses from grandma. And that felt good to her. And that felt safe to her. And that felt like truth to her. And so while she still believed what she believed, she also pivoted and then went in this direction. And I just think it's a beautiful story to share because it's okay. And if I can just share another little thing that happened to me that I know you'll completely understand. When I was going through this time of, but wait, I'm Catholic, da, 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 I got in my car one day and plugged in my cell phone after I started my car, how you do, and put it on the thing, the holder. And as soon as it plugged into the charger and lit up, there was a Bible verse on there. And I was like, what? I wasn't looking up Bible verses. Like, where did this come from? And it was like I had had a screen open that I searched and I looked at it and I read it and I don't, I feel like it was from the book of John, but I couldn't say what chapter and verse or anything, but it said that, and God gave everyone a gift and there was the gift of seeing and the gift of healing and the gift of tongues. And it went on with all these different gifts. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how this I do know how this showed up. But, you know, in my I hate to say woo self because I don't love that word. But, you know, in that spiritually awakening self, it showed up there because I needed to see it. And that felt good to me. And I love crystals and I love what crystals can do for us because they're made of energy and they all vibrate at a different rate. And, you know, a lot of people say, nope, crystals are false idols. You can't use crystals. They're not gods. I don't feel like they're gods. I feel like they're a tool. And again, if you read the Bible, it says, you know, the different people who Jesus, God, I mean, for me, it's the same, but um, in were instructed to wear these armor shields, and then they had crystals, like they were instructed what crystals to put into the armor. And so I feel like it's okay to marry science and religion. And for me, that feels like spirituality, that coming together. And I think it's okay to be religious, and I think it's okay to be spiritual, and I think it's okay to believe in science, and I think it's okay for them all to come together. And everybody's different. Everybody's at a different place on their journey. Yep. Where I saw 
someone posted on Facebook that yoga is of the devil. And I'm like, yoga is an exercise practice where you help yourself get centered. And, you know, uh, uh, yeah, the belief systems that we create within ourselves, um, whatever you believe to be true is true for you. And yeah. I, I don't ever try to influence anyone's thought process other than opening up possibilities. That's it. You choose to accept that there are other possibilities or you don't. That's perfectly fine. It's your choice, right? Well, right. And that's the difference between having a closed mindset and an expansive mindset. Because even if I show you these other things that might be true and that might resonate for you, if you're not willing to even consider that there's another possibility, that's a very closed mindset. I can only be as good as this. I can only learn this much. I can never be as successful as that person. Well, that's a closed mindset of anything that's finite is a closed mindset. But to have an expansive mindset is to be able to at least consider someone else's perspective. And even if you decide, you know what, I can see why you feel that way, but it's still not for me you are able to look at the possibility. And for me, that's everything. And we're all measuring success with different rulers. And so for, you know, someone who's listening right now, success might be, I actually brushed my teeth today, right? And success for someone else might be, I just closed a million dollar deal. And so success looks different on everyone's journey, and it looks different day to day and sometimes moment by moment. And that's important, especially if you want to be in business for yourself. And we're coming up near the end of our time together. No, nope. We're going to keep talking for <laughs> hours. There we go. So we may do this again. But you do mention that Sometimes you have conversations with people who aren't sure where they want to go. So can we talk about that as maybe an offer that you might have for our listeners? Absolutely. Absolutely. I offer a 30-minute complimentary biz clarity session. So whether you have no idea what you want to do, but you know you want to do something, or whether you've already started your business, but you're ready to up-level and everywhere in between, um, I know that... Um, you'll put the link in show notes for that. It's a scheduling link for my calendar. So people can just click on it and schedule a time that works for them. And in that 30 minute session, we're going to break down together really what's important to you. What's, what are your obstacles in getting what you want? And you're going to leave with a mini plan towards that next step to get you started to be where you want to be. And so I invite everyone to take advantage of it. I can never give it away enough because even if you decide you never want to work with me again, I know that I've helped and uplifted another person. And so that's amazing for me. And so there's, it, there's no sales pressure, none of it. You'll come in We'll have a discussion. We'll get to know each other. If we want to work together further, amazing. If we don't, that's okay. Either way, you're going to leave with your individualized mini plan. Cool. And like she said, the, the link is going to be below. So you're on Facebook, Instagram, your website. Where else can we find you? What, what did I miss? I think the easiest place to find me is womenfindingclarity.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm on TikTok now, but I'm not a dancing bear on TikTok. Like I can't, I can't allow myself to do it. I wish I could just, you know, have fun and be silly, but I haven't reached that level yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, all the places. So let's connect and be in community. And and you also have a podcast, right? I do have a podcast, and I thought of that a minute ago. I thought, yes, you need to be on my podcast. Oh, cool. My podcast is called Women Finding Clarity. Surprise. And, surprise, surprise. Well, the funny thing about that is like you, I don't know why I started a podcast necessarily. A friend and I used to take walks and talk about spiritual things. 
And one day I said, we should start a podcast together. And she said, you think? And never did we. And a year later, she said, this would have been a great podcast episode. I'm like, you think? So we decided to start a podcast. We had no idea what we're doing. The first episode is called The Great Experiment because it was literally an experiment. You can hear her family come in, her dogs barking, all the things. She ended up stepping away for personal reasons. I kept going. It's changed names a couple times and all the things, but I love it. And so, yeah, you can find it on my website, but it's called Women Finding Clarity. And it's on probably whatever platform every person is listening to. Um, I love it very much. Cool. So do you have any like final words you have to, to leave with our listeners? Yeah, I would say just be open. Just be in an expansive mindset as much as you can. And that might be hard starting out, right? But just consider the possibility. And, you know, the way I close every podcast is how I'll close today. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together one conversation at a time. Cool. And I love this conversation. I, I get to talk to so many really cool people and learn all about their journey because that's that's one of my big deals is everything is about the journey, right? You always focus on what you want. You take the practical steps to get you there. You use your awareness, your focus, strategic action, and you're on your way, right? Yeah. Okay. So thank you so much once again for being here. Jean, thank you so much for having me. This conversation has just been wonderful. And I can't wait to have you on my show. Oh, cool. I look forward to that. And to my listeners, thanks once again for tuning in. This is Jean Border, your host for the Focused Practical Dreamers Journey podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Focused Practical Dreamers Journey, where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Remember to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey.